0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. Thank you so much for joining us today. My guests, as many of you will probably know, the famous Rich Cooper of Florence, Massachusetts, owner and proprietor of Cooper's Corner and State Street. Fruit store? Are you still calling it fruit store or is it deli?
2: It's State Street Fruit Store Deli Wines and Spirits. It's a long one. It's fun Great. to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. It's nice to have you on, Rich. Thank you, Tara. And then Mike Natalie, you're also here from Cooper's, longtime resident of Northampton. All your life? All my life. All your life. Well, not yet. Well, all
2: his life so
3: far.
1: I mean, I'm not expecting him to get like a I you know knocked off Coolidge anytime line. soon. Hopefully, you need him for stuff. We need him for stuff. I need him to keep running Cooper's Corner as a resident in Florence. Um, but Mike, it's it's nice to see you. We've talked before, and I know uh, one of your siblings well from high school. And pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for being here too. But. Before we really get into Mike, Rich, I wanted um, you to talk a little bit about um, just Cooper's, your history. You know, I think a lot of people know the history about Cooper's being a dairy store um, run by your parents a long time ago. But, you know, what was it like growing up in a family business? You know, did you always know that this was going to be where you'd be sitting 40 years, 45 years. How long has it been? 50 years? Uh, 40, 40 45, 45 years, something okay. like that. All right. Yeah, yeah we'll good. Just stop <laughs> there. Like 40. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't always expect that I'd be working in the business. I had two older brothers, and as we grew up, we were always, um, we lived right next door to the dairy where Cooper's Corner currently is um, on Main Street in Florence, and, and we would help out from our earliest days. We would be uh, we'd be boxing eggs. They would come in, you know, as uh, loose trays, and we'd put them into dozen boxes and throw them at each other, literally, um, which did not please my father too much.
1: Only when you broke one, though, right? Uh, Only well, when one they, was they broke,
2: they broke after we threw them. I'm sure of that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and we were we would uh, we would load, load bottle washing machines with the milk bottles as they came back from the route drivers. We would help load the t- milk trucks. We would go out on the milk trucks. My brother Ron. Really enjoyed going out with um, uh, one of the route drivers who was picking up milk. So he would drive, ride in the tanker truck, and go to the farms um, on on weekends when it wasn't school days. And he would go. You know, they would leave at four thirty in the morning. He would go out picking up the milk at the farms, then come back. And um, a couple of times, we each would go out on a route truck with one of the one of our favorite drivers. My father, at the time had, I think at the largest time he had seventeen route drivers who wow. were delivering to homes, schools, businesses um, throughout the Pioneer Valley.
1: And so were there other businesses that delivered as well at this time? Or did yes, I'll so, so back market? up in the history
2: a little bit. So when my father um, was a teenager, he was um, uh, his mother had died uh, when he was very young and um, lived with his father in North Maple Street in Florence, and he worked for Bridgman's Dairy, which was located on North Maple Street in Florence. Um doing the similar things that myself and my brothers were doing, you know, um, going out on the route trucks, things like that. Um, when Mr. Bridgman wanted to retire, and he said to my father, he said, Russ, he said, you know, you're a hard worker. I'd like you to take over my business. And My father said, you know, I'm still in high school. I'm only 17. Um, he said, well, I really need you to do it. I just can't do it anymore. And I'm not sure if he had health issues or why he was. it was so important that he retired that early, but... Um, so my father dropped out of high school in his senior year um, at 18 years old. He took out a, a $5,000 loan from Smith Charities in Northampton uh, right down on, on main street, which is uh, still there, which is still I there. And it's this it. unknown, wonderful gem that we have in the city that a lot of people don't know about the support they give to, to tradespeople. people. Um, and he was able to, to buy Mr. Bridgman's dairy. Um, and it was a one man operation. And then, um maybe within two years or, or so at that point there were little dairies all over florence and northampton um i think he said at one point there were 16 small dairies most of them served in a dairy meaning they didn't have cows they pick up cow pick up milk from from local farms um pasteurize the milk bottle it and sell to kind of their neighborhood um one root truck and so these other small dairies you know they were all of the same generation as Mr. Bridgman and they started to retire and wanted to retire, and said, "Well, here's a you know this, this young kid who seems to know the business, and you know Russ, would you like to buy my business too, and my business, and my business, and my business, and and eventually he ended up buying several of these small little businesses and consolidating them. Um, originally, the dairy was out on West Hampton Road, Route 66 in Northampton, and then um, he moved it to the location where Cooper's Corner is now. And, Built a bottling plant and bottle washing and and loading docks for the trucks and things like that.
1: Must have been the energy of a (laughs) 17-year-old.
2: I think so. (laughs) Keep up,
1: keep up with all that demand and driving and um, efficiency.
2: And so he did end up getting his GED, but never went back to high school itself. I remember he was telling the story that he was, of course, of um, so he was born in 1918. So this is 1936 when he bought the dairy. and then when World War II came around, he was, um, would have been drafted, but because being um, an essential business, a milk processor, um, he did not have to, to go in the service and he keep working. Um, but he did tell an interesting story that during the war, that there was a shortage of cream. So he would drive to Canada to get cream um, to, to be able to have for his own, his own customers. It was really kind of interesting. I'm not quite sure why there was a shortage. You know, there's something that was being used for the war effort, but, but why if he was picking up at the farms, he didn't actually have that. But anyway.
1: Yeah, because uh, I was reading on your website, the State Street Fruit Store Wines and Spirits and did I miss one? Deli. Deli. <laughs> Deli, <laughs> <you know? laughs> Deli, Wines and Spirits. Right. <laughs> um, that they used to skim the cream off and dump out the, uh, the skim milk, right? When was that?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, no, that's, yeah, so that that was at Cooper's, not at State Street. Okay. Um, yeah, my mother told that story, that the cream was such a commodity because there was a shortage, um, that they needed more cream than they needed milk, and so they would skim the cream off of, off of milk, and then some of the milk, which was now essentially skimmed milk, would just go down the drain because there was no use for it, there was no market for it. They needed wow. the cream. Yeah. Um, And so then we'll fast-forward a little bit into the 1950s when he's still running this dairy, and as I say, he had up to 17 route drivers going out at, you know, 4 in the morning, and he would have to be there to make sure the trucks are all loaded and everything. Um, uh, He said that, you know, people were stopping by the office, which is where Cooper's Corner is now because more people had cars, and they said, you know, instead of having Skip deliver my milk tomorrow, you know, I'll just pick it up now, and boy, it'd be nice if you had bread here. You know, and so like what little... I do
1: to you. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ranch, would be really nice if you could get some of this so I can just not. Well, that was more
2: like the... it would be nice if you had Ben and Jerry's ice cream of this particular Bart's, flavor. Barts. Barts. Almond oh, and Joy. There you go. Gotta,
1: right. gotta try to support the local terror. one. <laughs> so <laughs> so leaving we, you love notes at the <laughs> rented right. lovers. So we're, we Rich love Cooper. hearing from our customers in <laughs> the response. Now it's going to be Mike. Right. So, we're, Mike, you're being warned. I'm ready for
2: it. <laughs> all right. So so then he would start to take over more space in the office for um, for grocery items. And, you know, then they'd say, oh, you got bread, be, you know, how some canned soup, how some cereal, this, that, and the other thing. And so um, eventually in the late 50s, he decided, you know, I think it might be easier running a grocery store than getting up so early in the morning and working until dark uh, to make sure all the route drivers are there and, and coordinating all of that. So he sold the dairy part to... All Star Dairy, which is still running down in South Hadley, um, and built Cooper's Corner at that point.
1: Do the All Stars trucks still deliver to Cooper's? I think I have yes. seen them yes. on the street yep. before, um, which is kind of cool.
2: And um, I don't know, I don't think they do any more home delivery, but they do, um, they process milk and they deliver to.
1: I don't think uh, anyone does home delivery anymore. I know Maple Line Farms yeah. was. Yeah, they were. Doing I'm not sure if they're it, doing it but I'm not sure it. if they no, are but, anymore either. Um,
2: yeah, it's hard to hard to make a living doing oh, yeah. that with transportation costs. And, yeah, and, and gas, else. and but, um, yeah. So we had the the grocery store there. And then you know, we kids are still living next door. You know, we would go over and start working in the grocery store as soon as we were you know could reach the cash register.
1: So did your house get knocked down? Was it where Doctor Fox and Doctor No, the Lyons house was, the house was where
2: the parking lot is for for Coopers. Okay, um, between the store and Wilder Place. All right. Um, we actually um, sold the house for a dollar. They put it on um, on a flatbed and moved it down to our friend Paul Stormese bought it, and it's now down kind of behind Corliss Cleaners on, on Elm Street. Okay. Um, he turned it around on the lot, which is really bizarre for me to look at why his front door was our back door. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, so um, yeah, I have some really nice pictures of showing them, you know, putting the house up on, on um, big beams and putting it on this flatbed and moving power I mean, lines so they could bring it down the street? They
1: used to do that. Yeah. A lot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it makes why, sense. I mean, why I tear don't, down
2: a house? I mean, it's well, but it white. just seems
1: like a really dangerous thing to actually, like, lift a house off of... Um, its foundation right. and move it like structurally, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm surprised at all these houses that actually, it's, they seem fine. However many years later, 50 years plus 60, you know, 70 years later. And it's also fine. dangerous
2: with these complex Cooper kids, make sure they were out of the house before they started moving. <laughs> oh on. yeah. Right.
1: Really? Did you yeah, try yeah. that?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 they wake up and they're in Oz all of a sudden. That's right. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, we have to take our first break. Thank you so much for running through that history. It's a really good base for us to talk about more. Um, you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with Rich Cooper of Cooper's Corner, State Street, Deli, Wines, and Spirits.
0: You forgot Fruit Store this time. Dang it. Hold
1: it you. <laughs> It's always going to be something, just so you know. <laughs> I know all of the listeners know. but And Mike Natalie, who is also of Cooper's and State Street. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and I'm here today with Rich Cooper of State Street and Cooper's Corner. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to write it down the next State time. State Street I Brewster, Nelly
0: Wines and Spirits. <laughs> Said that Thank a million you, times. Monty.
1: I know you have. <laughs> you have to do it. I'll just look at you and you can just do it. I will. I'll All right. It for you. Thank you so much. You're the best. Love you. Um, and Mike Natale, who is also of Cooper's and State Street. Um, so, Rich, you know, you talked about your brothers. You talked about the history of Cooper's and State Street. Well, not State Street yet, but Cooper's and how it came to be. Um, and you talked about your brothers. Are your brothers still involved? Are they not? You know, how come you got the business? Are uh, they still here with us so, on so, planet so, Earth?
2: So, so both my brothers have passed away. Um and so uh, when when Ed passed away, uh, then Ron and I absorbed the business and, and hired some managers. And when Ron passed away, I had to hire some more managers. And, and the store has expanded, so we needed needed more help. But um, yeah, you had asked before about whether I always thought this was my path, and um, and I didn't. I. Um, I enjoyed working for the family business, um, it was it was my life, I saw how hard my father worked and the respect that he had in the community, and I knew that that was, you know, really important to our family, um, but I thought, um, I had always had in my mind that I wanted to go into advertising. Um, and so, when I was a senior, or junior in high school, I guess, and started thinking about college as a started looking for a college that had a degree in advertising and only found three in the country at that point. It was University of Florida, University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, and University of Texas in Austin. And I thought, well, of those three, I'd rather be in Florida, I think. Um, So I went to University of Florida, got a degree in advertising uh, with minors in marketing and psychology. Then when I got out of college, um, now so in any break during college, I was back course working in the store. But when I got out of college, I went to work for Channing Beak Company, which is in Greenfield. Do, uh, they were a direct mail marketer, um, and I was doing marketing work for them. This is when they were still in Greenfield before they moved to uh, South Deerfield.
1: And now they moved again, I think.
2: Yeah, then they, then and they, they, cl- now, they closed up. Yeah. They, they yeah. sold. Yeah. And now it's Treehouse. That's where house. Tree house Treehouse Treehouse Brewing, yeah. right. Oh, I wish I was there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I haven't um, been yet. Yeah. I need to go. Yeah. Um, so while I was working at Channing Beat, my father said, you know, I'm thinking I'm wanting, wanting to retire. Um, it's really too much work for your two brothers to, to be doing just this, so we'd have to hire a manager, unless, Rich, you'd want to come into the business. Um, and I thought, well, no, I don't really, because I, I really pictured myself as this was just a stepping stone, being at Channing Beat, that I wanted to be working in you know, one of the big cities, New York, Chicago, you know, Madison Avenue, doing, doing advertising. Um, and I had a good conversation with my brother Ed's father-in-law, who is a VP of American Airlines. And uh, he happened to be up visiting for a holiday or something. And, and so I just said, you know, I've always respected you. And, you know, I've got this dilemma. And he said, oh, my gosh. He said, I have the what I think is the world's best job, in quotes, because he said, I get to travel wherever I want free. I make good money. But if I ever had the opportunity to go into my own business, be my own boss. He said, I, I've often wanted to own a little hardware store. but. Boy, I think you would love it. There is nothing like being your own boss. You know, you set your own hours. Yeah, I realize you set your own hours, you know, right?
1: Yeah, Which is all of them except for the ones that you're sleeping.
2: <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, I sleep like a baby, wake up every couple hours crying. Yeah, but, exactly, um,
1: with with the notepad right by your bed.
2: Yeah, um, and so that, that was really um, the impetus for me to say, yeah, I think I do want to come into the business. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, myself and my three brothers, we each had our own little, little niche. Uh, Ed was doing all the, all the bookkeeping for both stores. Um, Ron was kind of running Cooper's. I had to be running State Street and doing the marketing and, Coming into WHMP and recording ads, so it was I great. love that.
1: I didn't know that about you, and it's hard for me to envision you on Madison Avenue. I have to say.
2: <laughs> now he
0: trusts me to do all their advertising. Yeah. Ooh, I, don't even, I don't get it. <laughs>
1: oh, it's such a that's such a testament to you, though. I mean, for sure, you're you're the best. Um, that's that's great. I never knew that yeah. um, about you, and uh-huh. you know, so so here we are. You're you're running the business and doing, you know, Coopers and being in the family business. And so at what point did State Street come online?
2: Um, my father bought State Street in 1974, so it was while, um, while I was in college. Um, the opportunity came along that the Composio family, who had started the business in the 1920s, um, wanted to retire and, again, approached my father, said, you know, you're running a successful grocery store in Florence. You know, we've got this little fruit stand down in on State Street in Northampton. Um, and they, the State Street Fruit Store, had quite a quite a reputation as being the premier fruit stand in Northampton. At that point, there were, I think, there were four of them. Uh, there was a Polito's Market, there was a Boston Fruit Market on Main Street. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the others, but um, but they were also known for their specialty foods and meaning. Imported things. I remember they had Balsan cookies imported from Germany, which was like this. Wow, you know, back in the seventies, we have <laughs> food from Germany. You know, and Italian tomatoes and. Um.
1: I don't remember um, the others that that store particularly, um, but I remember Polito's Market. I think they were one of the last smaller markets yep. downtown Northampton to exist. My grandparents um, lived on Woodbine Avenue. All right, and I remember Penny Candy. Um, mm-hmm. But it was probably like one of my first memories <laughs> as a kid. All, all the I'm Italians,
0: like, I love it. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Another Italian back in the
2: game. <laughs> 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 <Metale>. <laughs> um So, you know, so he bought State Street Fruits Fair in, in January of 1974, I believe it was. Um, and then, so that was kind of um, that he needed needed more help, you know, needed, and, um, you know, Three years later when he wanted to retire and I was out of college, um, running two locations with just two people, my two brothers, and he thought, we need one more.
1: I feel like it's such a testament to your dad, you know, just your storytelling about how everyone kind of came to him to ask, you know, do you want to buy my business? You right. know, we trust you. We see what you're doing. You're really a community person. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like you've got that sense of community and sort of who you are from your dad and mom? and
2: Exactly. Yeah, my parents were always very committed to the community. Um, I'll back up a little bit just about my mom. So um, My mother was from Brattleboro, Vermont, and she and my father met on a blind date. Uh, she was... Uh, um, a nursing supervisor, she was at nursing school at Cooley-Dickinson, and then later became uh, the head of the maternity ward there, um, and they got married. Um, and then she had three children, she had to you know, give up most of the nursing, she was doing a little bit part-time, but then, um, and my father said, boy, I could really use your help in the story doing the book work. <laughs> So my mother gave up n- going back to nursing and and would help out in not only raising three rambunctious boys but um, right next door to the dairy but also helping out doing doing bookwork and things like that.
1: She had her own maternity ward at the house. Well,
2: that's about it. You know, and, <laughs> in later years I did talk to my mom about that decision. She said, you know, it was it was the right decision because it was a family business and family and that means that family gets involved. Um, and it was great working alongside your father. But she said, you know, I always kind of had this little tinge that I, I wish I had an opportunity to go back into nursing because that's really what I got trained for. I love doing that. I love caring for, for babies and the staff that I was working with. So that, that was a little, a little sadness on, on her side. But she came right back to say, but it's a family business and this is what we do. <laughs> Yeah, really. So that uh, that always of. stuck with stuck with me.
0: And that's interesting because that's, that's kind of what you did as well, where it was your 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 dad called out and was like, "Hey, we need to." Right, and, it, and, and there do no, this? but there was no pressure at yeah. all,
2: you know. Which is what you know. I have three three children now who are all in their late twenties, all gainfully employed and working out in the upper Midwest where they went to school. Um, and you know, I have asked, asked them over the years, you know, is this anything that you'd like to get into? And and they'd all worked at the store. They'd all be great. And working in the store, they all have their own little area of expertise. But they said, no, I think you know, I'd rather, you know, each of them said I'd rather do you know, something of my passion. Um, so um, yeah, so I knew that wasn't an exit strategy. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and that lines us up perfectly for our next segment, which we have to take a quick break, but we'll get to introduce Mike um, when we come back. So you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. I'm here today with Rich Cooper of Cooper's Corner and State Street Fruit Store, fruit store Deli, Deli, Deli Wines
2: and, and Spirits. spirits. All together. Nice.
1: <laughs> and Mike Natalie of the same. So, well, yeah, I can't wait to introduce you, Mike. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMB.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and I'm joined today by Rich Cooper of Cooper's Corner and State Street Fruit Store, Deli Wines and Spirits. (laughs) All by yourself,
0: Tara Brewster. Well done.
1: And Mike Natale of The Same. Um, And... I'm so excited to finally get to talk about Mike because Mike is someone who I've recently come into contact with. And as everyone knows, I love to come into contact with new people and introduce them to the community. But you are no stranger to Cooper's and State Street. You've been there for how many years?
3: Seventeen years.
1: Seventeen years. That's amazing. And I won't, I won't ask you your age, but you look young and fresh Ready to go. I don't know. You look older than 17. I know you're older than 17. Just a couple of years.
3: Yeah. I was able to crawl.
1: You don't have that going for you, but um, yeah, I just, you know, and, and the thing I love most is just, Rich, thinking about you, and for me, I grew up in Florence, which a lot of my listeners know, and I still live there on Chestnut Street. My brother worked for you um, in high school, and I've always thought of Cooper's, not just because of that, as some place where youth get their first jobs. You know, you really incubate people, young people, to teach them the ropes of how to work and what it means to have customer service and worker register and stock shelves. And I feel like Mike is another really good example of, of that. So, um, Mike, I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and talk about who you are mm-hmm. and where you're from and your 17 years at Coopers.
3: Yeah. Um, so, I think I'm just the epitome of what you mentioned about the youth at State Street and Coopers. Uh, it's my first and will likely be my last job. Uh, so, <laughs> Yay! I've had an excellent opportunity at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love
1: this. I did not know that it was your first job.
3: Yeah, other than doing paper routes and things in the community. Um, but that I started for my first official job at Coopers. and Or State Street in August of 2005. Um, At the age of 15, perhaps. 14. 14. 14. Wow. I had to get a worker's permit at the earliest you could. I couldn't (laughs) wait on on June 18th, my birthday. And a month later, I started in August.
1: And so, why? What made you walk into State Street?
3: So, I come from a long line of family who has worked there. All my siblings before me, five siblings, my two brothers, my three brothers, and Two sisters um, worked before me, so there's been Natalie working at State Street since
1: 1987. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing! <laughs> and it's come know. full circle. My father
3: now works there as well.
1: Oh stop! <laughs>
3: this is um, awesome. So it's it's been it's been a really a great opportunity, and I really enjoyed working throughout high school. Um, I took a brief stint where I still stayed employed, uh, had a W-2 from State Street and Cooper's, but I uh, went to the Air Force Reserves for eight years and spent some time there. But when I came back, I got the opportunity to become in the management position, and I worked under Will Piazzi and Rich, and they mentored me, and I'm here today doing what I can for the stores and the staff and the community, uh, and it's been just wonderful.
1: So what is your official title right now? For General Manager. Okay. And so what does that mean? What does what your day-to-day look like?
3: Uh, at any given time, I'm going to be at either store. I like to think that it's about 60%, 40%. So 60, 40, State Street Coopers, trying to get that to 50, 50. Um, but checking in with staff in the morning, in the afternoon, and then scheduling for both stores, ordering for both stores across the board, dairy, frozen, grocery, uh, some jelly items as well, and merchandising and hiring. Um, and starting in the bookwork and payroll and things like that now as well, as I learned under Rich's wing.
1: What's your favorite part about your job?
3: I enjoy all the staff and the customers. Uh, as I started young, I, uh, I got to know, customers got to know me before I knew them. Uh, and that's kind of what you find at the stores as well. They know your name before you know theirs, but then I have folks who are coming in and saying, Mike, how you doing? And now they know that I have a, a daughter and I'm married and they ask about that and how things are going. And that's just, it's a wonderful interaction. Um, and just to know that you're that rooted in the community and you grow up and you have these interactions with these folks that come back and repeat, you know, not just to be customers, but to get that conversation with somebody who's in the community as well.
1: And it's so nice to have the familiarity, you know, the because it is a lot of repeat customers, it right? Is. Like I'm sure you you have the the people that come in time and time again. Yep,
3: we have um, people ready at the door, and when we open at six thirty at State Street, coming in for their their cup of coffee and their paper, and then they come in return for their breakfast and their lunch, and sometimes an afternoon snack. <laughs> um, it's it's wonderful.
1: Are the two stores open the same amount of hours?
3: Uh, Cooper's has a half hour earlier. Cooper's is 6 to 9 p.m. State Street is 6.30 to 9 p.m. Okay. Um, And I think that was a function of having the staff early, so I think it was Rich or Will, would open Cooper's and then that person would be able to then come down to open State Street a half hour later while the staff arrived at Cooper's and then before the staff arrives at State Street. Uh, So that half hour gap worked out well. And also we have, uh, Cooper's is on the main drag, so there's early workers who come in at 6 a.m. as opposed to 6.30, which is a little bit later.
1: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. How many are employed at both locations?
3: Just over 100, and roughly 40 to 45 of them would be full-time employees. The rest would be high schoolers and retirees, part-time workers, college students in gap years. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, like, about 105 right now.
1: That's amazing. I feel like that's at least twice as many as I thought mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. there. That's amazing. Yeah. That really is. That's great. I yeah. mean, yeah. So, so, you know, fast forward to now. Mm-hmm. Rich is retiring. You've made some announcements in the paper. Mm-hmm. Rich, how did you know that Mike was the one that you wanted to pass the business on to?
2: You know, I've known for, for several, several years, you know, as I, um, you know, promoted him to, to manager, then as general manager, I saw that, you know, here is somebody that not only has a lot of energy but um, has the same mindset I do that, you know, it's the customer comes first. This is not, this is not just a job. This is um, serving customers and serving employees. Um, I've liked the way that he, that he interacts with employees because having that number of employees, there's a lot of juggling of schedules. And, and part of the reason we have so many employees is because there are times that we need to have Lots of people on because it's you know it's a lunch rush or it's a dinner rush when people are coming in, but also um, he understands the importance of because he grew up in the business he understands the importance of hiring young people for their first job and making that a good experience for them or maybe um, their only job as in his case <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, and, and what a function that is for the for the community of, of giving you know youth their first first jobs and Mike sees that and knows that you know it's frustrating sometimes having a 15 year old that you know is you know right now you know wants to have his earbuds in you know and is not really concentrating on on pricing things and you know but mentoring them and showing them no this is important because you know for each customer what they're buying, is important. You don't want them to, you know, get up to the register and find something that's, you know, priced wrong. Um, and so, even though it's frustrating with them, if you work with them, there's a lot of rewards for it. You have a good employee, and you've got somebody that has built a foundation of knowing what it means to be an employee, and being responsible. So I saw that in Mike, and that that was really important to me. And so, um, as I was looking out on the horizon of figuring out what was my exit strategy, Um, Mike was the obvious choice.
1: And Mike, were you, did you always know that you were the obvious choice or that this was something that you wanted?
3: So I've had, I started to think about it probably five years ago. um, And as interactions and conversation with Rich and kind of feeling, seeing what, uh, Rich's children were doing, you know, and that they were in their own career. I kind of felt like, you know, what are his options going to be? What's the thought process there? Cuz I knew Rich was going to have to retire at some point. Um and that was the question in my mind, seeing what was going to happen, you know, what what does my job look like and what does the what does the, the store look like for all our staff? Um and what would be the potential buyer if it's not a family member? Um and I think he got the the best second he could. Uh, you know, closest second he could to family, you know. We're we're like exactly. family. Um, and it's uh, the thought came to me um, roughly two years ago to actually consider talking to him about it. But I didn't want to be pushing him out the door. You know, it's a hard conversation to say. Hey, Rich, uh, when are you going to retire? What's your plan? <laughs> 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 Can you get out now? No. Um, it came in very nonchalantly, and. Uh, very much like Rich, and said, so Mike, I've got to retire sometime. What do you think about buying the business? And <laughs> I said, Do you mind if I close the door no. for a moment? <laughs> yeah, right. the was wide open. if I go throw up in the yeah. trash
1: can? <laughs> so
3: I really wanted to own a business of, of sorts. I, I started off wanting to do like a pizza store or something because I love to cook. I love to make my own pizza. Um, but this was this was great. I really grew up working here, and it's it's all coming to fruition and becoming my family business. And I'm just honored to be able to carry it on. Um, And I'm glad the opportunity came. I'm glad he asked me when he did.
1: Well, I'm glad that he asked you when he did, too. I'm excited to have you take over the reins and see what it's like. Um, We need to take another break. And you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. I'm here today with Mike Natale of Cooper's Corner and State Street Fruit's
3: Deli- Stelly oh, Wines, Wines and Spirits. Spirit.
1: <laughs> Enrich <laughs> Cooper, of course. I switched it up this time. Um, up first Corner and State Street. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, W.H.M.P.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. I'm here today with Mike Natale of Cooper's Corner State Street Deli Fruit Store Wines and Spirits. Oh, it says it
0: different on the card than how we always say it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rich is now messing with me, but I am reading it verbatim off of his business card. And Monty's here. And Monty's here. I'm
0: here. I should just very briefly say that, like, uh, you know how the United States has, like, a a very, like, a favored uh, nation status with other countries, like, I love all of our local businesses, but Cooper's and State Street are like, they really are like family for me, where I, years ago, just proposed, like, hey, anybody that we work with have any wine experts? I'd like to learn more about wine. And now for, like, over 10 years, every week I'm down there drinking wine with the wine snobs, as I call them. But they are like family to me. And, you know, the woman who used to do the wine buying, who was a pioneer in her time as a woman in the wine world... Judy O'Brien, I call her to this day, my wine mother, you know, I'm part of their family still to a certain degree, you know, and Wes who took over for, for Judy is part of this grander family. Um, it really, you know, and thank you for allowing that to happen for so many years, Rich. I mean, I was just there yesterday and saw Mike Natalie on the way out. And, uh, yeah, they have my favorite nation status as
2: a business. I love them so much. That's so, pretty big. Yeah. Well, this I mean, that's one of the reasons we love WHMP and the local radio stations in Montes because they, you know, they get it, what, what local means.
0: And I'll tell you that, you know, I know how hard you guys all had to work through the pandemic because you were, you know, frontline uh, fr- food service providers, you know, essential workers, But I would still go there because I had to be in work too. And we were like our own little coven of people trying to get through it together and how meaningful that was to get me through that really hard time, you know, so...
2: Remember the time you came in in your, your Spaceman's yes, outfit yes, to I protect would, yourself? I would
0: come shopping in my Spaceman suit.
1: <laughs> no, you did I would come in
0: several different costumes over the course of those first uh, few months oh of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, my to... Well,
1: I a lot of the staff probably thought I was coming in in those type of outfits, just coming in in whatever I was wearing during the pandemic. I think but... a lot
2: of staff think you work there.
1: Oh, my God, no. A lot of staff I came in the other day ready to go out to an event, maybe to your event or something, but um, one of the workers, one of your employees, I think it was Kathy. She was like, wow, you look really good. And I was like, listen, I don't always have like scrunchie in my hair, like to the side with, you know, eye crusties and my half pajamas. Like I do, I can, I can put on some clothes and dress up. Thank you so much. She cleans up nice. Yeah, exactly. But Monty, you know, I know that you just gave some love to, to Cooper's and State Street, but you know, I also will echo what Rich was saying about you and about um, this radio station. I just feel like we do things differently here, and you do things differently. And I always say my favorite part about the Western Mass Business Show is that I get to spend 45 minutes with you um, once a week. So um, you are a very special person in the this way this is that not
0: about me, Tara. You roller. roll.
1: It's about I know. Here. I know. But <laughs> just you know, just to pause and say it, like you are a very special person who Thank does you. a lot of things using their power and their platform for for the good of the community. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. You I too.
2: appreciate you so much. Well, community is what it's all about here in the 010601062. 01060, you know? it's true. That's what separates us from from a lot of places around the country. It's um, true. that people support small businesses.
1: It's true. The intentionality and how you do business, right? Like how you think about the success of your business, how you think about the success of the community and they're all inextricably tied together. Um, You know, and you know from having a business in the community where you see people again and again and again and I think Mike knows too um, that it's the repeat customer, it's keeping Mm. people happy, it's like, you know, doing the donations and, you know, when I was talking about you um, for your... uh, Your retirement, it was like, yeah, I know that rich always shows up with the yes. And even if I don't see you doing things or saying yes, you're donating and you're giving and you're philanthropically minded and, you know. That's... I get to be
2: the word wizard this year at the NEF Spelling Bee.
1: Oh, whoa!
2: whoa. I oh, broadcasting
1: live from the NEF
0: Spelling Bee, October nineteenth.
2: I did it once before in two thousand two, and I still have my wizard hat.
0: Ooh. I am excited. But you
2: know, not too long ago, my wife said to me, she "said You know, Rich, you know, you're not really a business owner. You're a steward. You know, and that's what this is about. Um, that you know." You're just passing on the stewardship because this is really important to the community, to your employees, to your customers. And that really struck stuck with me that, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not just a job.
1: It's not just a job. And I feel like if you focus on the things that you're talking about, then the things that you need to have happen for your business to be successful will happen. Karmically, energetically, um, it, people will just... Support you.
0: Well, people always say the valley is a bubble, but I always try to remind them like we it is, but we inflate that bubble all the time by doing things like you know, owning two family owned businesses and trying to keep it in the family and serving the community in that way. So, yeah, we do live in a bubble, but it's the bubble we make.
2: Mm -hmm. So, you're the one that originated the tofu curtain.
0: I didn't come up with it myself, (laughs) no, but I uh, we did talk about it an awful lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the Holyoke Range for those of you who yes, uh, don't know. Yeah.
1: Yes. Pull back the curtain. <laughs> yeah.
0: I always try to pop the uh, the bubble, or at least expand it into the southern it's reaches. It's
1: hard, but but that also, you know, it's it's sphere of influence too, and and dilution of power. Like you can't be everywhere, and you know, we talk about that at the bank. Like we really want to focus on Hampshire, Franklin County, because if we go into Berkshire, if we go into Hampden County that's a lot more territory to cover, you know, so really focusing on where you are and and who's there and how you can be most of service is really important too. Um, So Mike, I wanted to ask you, you know, what are your dreams for Cooper's and state street? What are you hoping to accomplish when it's yours fully?
3: So I'd like to continue quote-unquote, business as usual, you know. Um, we want to keep up with the times and make minor adjustments here and there, but we want to make sure that it stays the same for our staff and community and that they have that same opportunity that I had to start as a high schooler, a young young teenager, to get their first job, their foot in the door. I want to continue to educate, or educate and uh, kind of guide our youth in the community and, and the greater community of what it's like to have a first job um, and kind of see the same community support. Uh, I hope to carry it on for another 25 to 30 years. And, yeah.
2: Mike has developed a great relationship with a lot of our local farmers, too. You know, oh. I mean, there are days that he'll drive over to Hadley to pick up the corn and the tomatoes and the melons and things. And so, you know, that's, that's really important. that's another thing that I really like is that um, he recognizes our, our suppliers as being a key part of what we
3: do
1: absolutely right i couldn't agree with that more. so
3: follow up on that we i know we talked about it in a previous segment but all-star dairy that took over cooper's dairy land or, or the routing and things like that during the brunt of the pandemic i would go and pick up milk if they couldn't make the delivery i did it several times with my vehicle and went up and picked up a milk order so we could have milk for state street and cooper's because they couldn't make it out um because of the routes the truck drivers and things like that and i do it again with the uh the co- Actually, this week, next week, I'm going to pick up coffee because uh, Indigo had an issue with their coffee roaster. Yeah, they, and they had, had that fire. tragic situation. Yeah. Hopefully, in about three to four weeks' time, I talked to Lourdes that they're going to be up and running. Um, but I'm going to go pick up a, a roast of coffee to supply the two stores in Hadley from Eslon on Monday um, because they couldn't ship it today. <laughs> um, but there's all these things that go around, so I just hope that I can continue doing what I've done and grow from it um, and have other people witness what I did with Rich and will and witness what I'm doing to continue for the community uh, and have these opportunities for other folks.
1: I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be great. And you said you have a wife and a child. Yep. Do you want to speak about them a little bit? My wife, Becca
3: Natalie works at Ryan Road. She's a second-grade teacher. She's a wonderful teacher, and she does such a good job with all the students. And, you know, she, she says she has, at any given time, 25 children, you know, because when those kids come into her, she, she hosts them and she runs them um, and teaches them everything. And then she comes home to our beautiful daughter, Hazel, and, um, And someday she'll be, you know, she's probably about three months shy of being able to reach the first two rows of shelves to start facing them for us. But Mm -hmm. she'll be in there soon enough. Uh, It's (laughs) going to be a family permit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How old is she? She's going to be five months old on Tuesday.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So it's nice to
3: have that support and that family support as well. Help to balance the separation. My wife is a great teacher in Northampton, and you know, I'm going to be growing into that stewardship position that Rich is talking about, and, you know, not just a store owner, but become that steward in, in his footsteps.
1: Well, we're so excited to have you stepping out more into the limelight of the community, and I look forward to peppering you with requests and um, sponsorship asks, so <laughs> stay I'll, I'll, tuned I'll for that. Him. I'm sure Rich has already told you about me. But
0: Uh-oh, Tara's yeah, back.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, and yeah, this is for you, Mike. This is for you. Absolutely.
2: Um.
1: Well, here we are at the end. We did it. Even though Rich thought maybe we couldn't talk for 40 minutes, I knew it wouldn't be a problem. Um, thank you both so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Rich Cooper of uh, Cooper's Corner and State Street Fruit Store, Deli, Wines and Spirits. Yes. Even though I'm going to take a picture of this and put this on Instagram or something so people can see it's got to be switched.
2: Oh, the business card <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the font. That's the way it works.
1: <laughs> Thank you, um,
2: Tara and Monty, oh, you know, for all yeah. you do for the community and for this opportunity. And, you know, tell your son to hurry up and grow up. We well, need him to work there. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I, was just thinking.
1: I mean, Maddie, too. I mean, she'll, she'll be first. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited to have Maddie and um, Charlie come and work at Cooper's. Yeah. I'll, I'll go home and tell them I got you your first job already <laughs> like yeah. mom loves you yeah, you're, you're gonna to go to married. work yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mike Natalie, congratulations thank you congratulations to both of you I'm so excited and so happy for you you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show I'm Tara Brewster thank you to our two sponsors Greenfield Savings Bank who is uh, my employer and I'm so appreciative to be um, an employee of GSB we do so much for the community as everyone knows and to George O'Brien Ryan and his team at Business West, we love you for all of your great uh, reporting on the community and the region at large. And, um, Monty, you're the best. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is Tara Brewster.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Classic. I literally call him Mike Natalie, call Parker 11 every time I see him.